0: Well, hello, welcome to Pixelated Perspectives. This is episode 18, and today we are talking about the rhythmic balance of two phases. And by the phases, I mean a phase of the normal day and night rhythms. The balance of eutonia and equilibrium between a tension state and stress state with a relaxation and rest state. Oftentimes in life, circumstances require being viewed from alternate perspectives in order to gain new insights and awareness around them. Like stepping back from a painting of little shaded squares until it reveals the clear intended picture. Welcome to Pixelated Perspectives, the podcast intended to offer new perspectives into your health and overall well-being, explained through the lens of German New Medicine. I'm your host, Tanya Berkwin. I'm an artist, family woman, and nature and life enthusiast. So let's get into it. So why do I want to talk about these two phases, you know, found everywhere, everywhere in nature, literally, and within us, obviously, because we are part of nature. But why? What's the significance about these two systems and two phases? Well this circadian rhythm really dictates what goes on in our life and how nature and humans and animals respond to what happens in our lives. We respond to this equilibrium happening naturally within us and our surroundings in our environment. And based on where these phases are and where we are in response to them, it gives us explanation into how we respond and why we experience the things that we do, when we do. You know, these two phases really are law number two of the five biological natural laws of nature, as discovered by Dr. Hammer. So these are based on the whole principles and knowledge of German New Medicine. So this law of two phases really coincides to this universal principle of the circadian rhythm. And I'll get more into depth about the GNM side, about the second biological law of nature, and how we as humans respond to these, these two phases. But as I was saying in the beginning, I want to emphasize how these two phases are present in our lives all the time, all around us. Every living thing in nature exists within this rhythmic balance of two phases between a phase of tension and stress and a phase of relaxation and rest. And we know these phases as sympathetic sympatheticotonia, which is that phase of tension and stress, and the parasympathetic onia, or the vagatonia, which is the rest and repair state. So this is illustrated for humans and animals as the autonomic nervous system by nature there is the day and night phases of sunrise to sunset and these two phases occur within seasons as the first half of the year being the summer phase and the second half the winter phase and depending on which hemisphere you're in this obviously could be reversed but the first half during the summer months is intended for activity and we get this um, drive to go exploring and it's for growth and aliveness. And so this is when the sympathetic tonia is the predominant phase. And the second half of the year is intended for relaxation and restoration and regeneration. And so this is the winter being the parasympathetic tonia or the vagatonia phase. So we notice naturally that in the summers, yes, we definitely feel more active. We physically have more energy, most of us. And in the winter months, we seem to just hunker down more. We feel more peace at home and and being at home and resting. This is just the natural tendencies. That's part of this equilibrium. We see this natural fluctuation in the phases of the moon as well. The waxen moon really is thought of as equal to the sympathetic phase. So, the phase of activity, the phase of tension or stress. And a full moon is the highest point of the sympathetic toniest phase. So, this means it's the highest point of this stress phase. A waning moon is equal to the parasympathetic or that vagatonia phase. So that phase again for resting and relaxation and renewing. And then the new moon is the highest point of that healing phase, that vagatonia phase. So we're even seeing it there within the phases of the moon. We can also see this within the oceans of high and low tides. We see the balance of two phases in the weather. You know the high pressure systems correspond to the sympathetic autonia phases and the low pressure systems will correspond to the parasympathetic autonia phases so all around us this rhythm is happening between these two phases so now let's bring the focus in a little bit more narrow and see how this applies to us as humans as our day-to-day life and you know, when we are healthy and we're feeling comfortable and we're not really going through any particular stressful event, we are naturally going through these, these two phases, these day and night rhythm phases. And this is what our everyday life consists of, just stressors and then relaxation, tension and then rest. And this is what our everyday life consists of, day in and day out, is we've got moments of stress and tension and then we have moments of rest and relaxation. And this is that natural balance. But now moving to a GNM perspective and into the five biological natural laws of nature, this this law of two phases is, as I was saying, this second biological law. And where this really comes into play, and we can really see this happening, is when we're dealing with a conflict, when we're, our day is now upset and we actually do have You know, we're dealing with an unexpected shock. It's an acute situation. It has us very stressed out. In these times, we're no longer in a balance. You know, this is where our autonomic system really kicks into place. It's involuntary, right? We have no control over how our body responds at this point because this nervous system takes over and it takes care of us. And so what actually happens is at the onset of a conflict, the psyche so meaning the subconscious mind the brain and the organs all these three components they automatically switch into a stress mode where again that sympathetic nervous system takes over to best deal with the situation and it makes the necessary um, physiological changes within our body and again it's involuntary we really have no control over this this all happens within moments of being conflicted, being presented with a, an acute conflict. So this phase is called the conflict active phase. Again, the sympathetic or sympathetic otonia. We all recognize characteristics of this continuous state of stress as having cold hands. Sometimes we, we feel our hands are really cold and our feet are cold. Our thoughts are constantly on the situation. So we're having these compulsive thoughts about only what the situation is. We, ha- we can't stop talking about it, can't stop thinking about it. Um, there's an increase in blood pressure. Our breathing becomes faster. Our heart rates become faster. Uh, we typically don't sleep well during this phase and we have little to no appetite and so on. So these are the characteristics that we can recognize within ourselves when we are in a state of conflict, right? When we're in this sympathetic Ketonia state So as long as we are still presented with this conflict, we stay in this prolonged state and we recognize that we are no longer in that balance of equilibrium, being between the normal day and night rhythms. Because at night we find ourselves very wide awake sometimes being preoccupied in thought with a specific problem or conflict. And um, so no longer are we in a night rhythm where we can rest and restore with what night is meant to do for us so provided you've removed the conflict or you've resolved it that is when we move into this repair phase or healing phase where it's called in GNM terms the conflict resolution phase and this is known as the vagatonia or the parasympathetic atonia phase So, during this phase, this is when the parasympathetic nervous system kicks in and determines, again, what will happen. That stress that we were dealing with for that prolonged time period is now becoming a general fatigue period, where we recognize, again, characteristics of this healing phase as having this feeling of emotional release around the problem or situation. There's an end of the compulsive thinking. Our hands and feet start to warm up. We do have low energy, but we have an increase in appetite. We tend to sleep better. In fact, we are very tired and that's what our body is calling for, is just sleep and rest. This phase is also where we experience physical symptoms like headaches and fever, even um, you know so-called infections and infectious diseases. This is the phase where those symptoms are going to come into effect. Because as I was saying, when your body, at the moment of an unexpected conflict shock, your psyche, your organs and brain, those three components, they systematically and automatically move into a biological program that on a cellular level, on a physiological level, your body is making changes to best adapt to the situation, to the conflict to help you best overcome it as quick as possible. So those physical changes that are happening on a cellular level at an organ level are also happening on the brain level. And it's all how your psyche or your subconscious mind perceives this threat or conflict. This is what will determine which organ will be affected, which organ will have these cellular changes and whereabouts on the brain that you will have the changes as well. And we see if you were to get a brain scan during a conflict active phase, you would see sharp ring formations on a specific area of the brain that corresponds to a specific organ. And these rings indicate which organ is being affected at the moment. Once a person has resolved the conflict and they're moving now into that second phase, that healing phase, that vagatonia state, then the brain and organs, they now are back into a repair mode. This is why we get so tired and fatigued and low energy because all of our energy is going to the healing of what needs to be healed now, of the restoration of the organ and the cells and on the brain level. So we'll get an increase in appetite because our body is asking for more fuel to give it more energy to heal Um, as quick as possible and as fully as possible. During the healing phase on the brain level, if you were to have a brain scan, we would see a pocket of fluid, this is called an edema. This water pocket is protecting that part of the brain. And also you would have a water pocket on the organ as well that it's being affected. So whatever cells are are needing to be um, removed in some instances, or regenerated in other instances, depending on the conflict. That is occurring now. And within that healing phase, our bodies automatically taking the necessary actions and making the physiological changes needed. Once that healing phase is completely over with and the body has restored its cells back to its original homeostasis, then there's no longer a pocket of protecting fluid on the brain, there's no longer that edema, and there's no longer that protective pocket of fluid on the organ. And so, you know, a lot of times when we're healing from something, we notice we have to urinate so much, or we're sweating, that's hence the fever. This is that the pocket of fluid releasing from our body, because we know that we are now finishing up with that healing phase. So overall, just recognizing your body and what happens to it when you're in these phases. It really is mind opening and so fascinating. At least it is for me to witness our bodies go through these changes and not all the time are they going to be very uh, noticeable and really in your face. But when we're dealing with symptoms, we, we almost always know that we are healing. We're in a state of vagatonia. And we know that this is the state where we need to rest. We really need to nurture ourselves to help our body make those changes it needs to. So just recognizing that and doing what you can as therapy. There's so many different therapies that a person can use during a healing phase. You know, it could be massages. It could be ice packs. It could be um, emotional releases like, releasing trapped emotions from the conflict within your body. It can be just getting out in nature. It could be hanging out with family and feeling nurtured as part of a pack, a group. Um, And obviously, sleep is important. So there's so many therapies and modalities that somebody can use to help get through the state. When we're in a conflict active phase, it's not so, so obvious because we're not getting symptoms. We're not having physical symptoms apart from being, you know, kind of obsessively thinking about something, feeling stressed, feeling tension and anxiety. These are what the symptoms we would feel. They're not necessarily physical symptoms. So it's just a learning to recognize the situation you're in and maybe trying to identify what phase you're currently in and understanding that if we're in one phase, a prolonged phase for longer than the other, then we're feeling, this is when we start to feel out of balance and out of rhythm because this natural flow of equilibrium is being paused. And it, there's obviously a reason it's being paused. So we're either, you know, in a conflict and cannot resolve it or in the healing phase, While we're there, we keep getting triggered back into a conflict active phase. And so it's like this double and overlapping issue now. And then we can't fully resolve that conflict and get out of that vagatonious phase. So this really is the second biological law of these two phases process is so helpful in knowing how and why we are dealing and feeling the way we are. At certain times. I'm always so grateful about GM and this knowledge because it's so empowering. And not only is it empowering because it makes me feel responsible for my own health and well being, but it's so, it just eliminates the fear, it eliminates a huge amount of stress that could potentially be added to a conflict active phase. Because we don't know what's wrong. You know, we're, we're worried. Or, or it could be an extra level of fear and stress layered into our healing phase because we're having all these symptoms and we don't understand why. And so the healing phase will be prolonged. Having this knowledge and being equipped with this understanding allows us to better adapt and maneuver through everyday life. And when we're in a state of prolonged conflict or prolonged healing we can start to understand why and really pinpoint where it's coming from and what's what's the cause and then help ourselves using therapy to get back into a natural rhythmic balance of the day and night phases just like mother earth does with the moon phases with the oceans and the weather and the seasons whatever it may be earth and nature is in this constant flow There's this element of peace and just comfort in knowing that we're riding right along there with Mother Nature, along for the ride, in this balance of this beautiful circadian rhythm. And we know then, if we are going through a stressor and a prolonged period of stress, this state of sympathetic atonia, then we need to do what we can in order to heal that in order to overcome that conflict or stressor. Do what we can to just downgrade it at least, so that we can get back into a nice rhythmic balance with nature. If you want to learn more about this second biological natural law of nature, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for you. It'll be a link to all of the five biological laws, as discovered again by Dr. Hammer, Please let me know if you have any questions, leave a comment and if you've been enjoying these episodes or even if you've just listened to one and you've enjoyed it, I would love love to get your feedback. If you could leave however many stars you want in iTunes and a review, I would so, so appreciate that. It just helps me have better reach with this information and I, I just feel like it's, it's valuable stuff. And it doesn't matter if people are learning it from me or whatever. I just want people to learn G and M and learn these five natural biological laws of nature so that people can be empowered. It doesn't matter where you're learning it, as long as you're learning it. So that's why sharing podcasts like this and episodes is helpful because you know the more people we have sharing this information, obviously the faster people will learn it and the more people can be empowered in their lives thank you so much for taking the time to tune into this episode if you found some value in it please consider subscribing and leave an honest review in itunes i'd love to help get this information out to more people and go ahead and share it with a friend you can reach and connect with me at tanyaverquin.ca or on the socials at tanyaverquin